Welcome to the Wardrobe Muse, helping you dress from the inside out. Feeling wardrobe challenged? Discover your style with me. I love working with women to identify their authentic self through clothing, to craft and maintain simple wardrobes that reflect who they truly are and that work for their lifestyles. To work together, visit me on the web at lastwardrobe.com. Visit lasswardrobe.com. Here's your host, Lisa. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Wardrobe Muse with Lisa Ann Santin. I have two of my favorite people here today, and we're going to talk about three of my favorite things. So we'll start off with my favorite things. Art and culture, community and nonprofit, and sustainability. And the guests today are Tia Cole from Lynn, Massachusetts, who is a into community engagement and arts advocacy. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell her story in a moment. And we also have Elizabeth Rose. She is a Georgetown, Massachusetts resident, and she is with Rubbish to Runway. So back in 2016, when I started my practice of style coaching for women on the North Shore, I spent a lot of time doing research and I was Googling um, sustainable organizations, sustainable fashion, and by sheer luck, I came across Rubbish to Runway. And I, I delved into it a little bit, got an opportunity to reach out to Elizabeth Rose, meet her, and find out about uh, the work of Rubbish to Runway. And she's going to tell you more about it. Um, at that time, all the Rubbish to Runway work uh, was going to um, support Long Way Home, which is a nonprofit organization. She will also tell you a little bit about that. In addition to Elizabeth, around that same time, I came to know Tia Cole, and she was with an organization in Salem that was doing some great work. It's called Creative North Shore. I think at the time it might have been even called Creative Salem. So it's morphed and changed, and we got an opportunity to work together as I became a member of that organization. So I've known these two ladies for two, three, four years, worked with them, um, love everything that they're doing. And again, as we discuss this, you'll see why I'm attracted to um, the notion of sustainability through this art form. So I'm going to introduce Elizabeth Rose first, and she'll tell you a little bit about herself and about Rubbish to Runway. Well, to really understand Rubbish to Runway, you have to go back and understand um, the organization that it was uh, formed to support. Um, that's called Long Way Home. Long Way Home was an organization that my um, family, which consisted of my husband, my two teenage children, we first met the um, the founder and um, I guess brainchild of Long Way Home in 2005 when we were on a trip to Guatemala. Um, we were in Guatemala to teach English to indigenous girls. Uh, and on the last day that we were in um, this town that we were visiting, Comalapa, where we were teaching, we went. We had an opportunity to go up and um, tour an eco-park, what was called an eco-park, which turned out to be kind of a outdoor recreational park built on the side of a mountain uh, in this very small indigenous village in, um, in Guatemala. And so we arrived there and we walked up the hill and at um, while I was talking to the um, founder, his name is Matthew Panites. He's a 
um, native Texan. He'd been in the Peace Corps there, and then he'd um, come back to begin what he, this organization, which he called Long Way Home. It's a colonialism which still exists in Guatemala. The indigenous people are really uh, subject to racism within the community, don't have very many opportunities for education and for jobs. And that's what the Peace Corps was helping out, you know, poor indigenous people to have a better, better life. Um, and so kind of on the way up the hill, I got this, um, I guess, you know, Latin American History 101, um, uh, understanding the role of the American government. I'm really getting deep into this now. But that's what made you feel passionate about Matt's work. Yes. What could be done in that area. Right. And then you started thinking about how to support Long Way right. Home. Right. And so, the, so I just want to make this one little political point, which is the that it's still, even though this was 2005, it's even more relevant today because we, as we all know, there's a lot of immigration coming from those Central American countries. And a lot of the problems that exist there were created because of, you know, American interference in those economies um, at that time. And so we got really interested in in Long Way Home, Long Way Home began to build a school using recycled materials in 2009 in order to support the mission of uh, Long Way Home, which is to use sustainable materials to bring education and um, employment to this area of the world. I decided that a good way, a good overlap would be to build dresses on the runway that's ma also made of recycled materials and trash. And so that's how Rubbish to Runway was born. And that was in 2010. And I think uh, I've often said this to Elizabeth, the name Rubbish to Runway, we're not actually dealing with trash or rubbish. It's more uh, discarded materials right. so or unique materials that might end up in the rubbish. Right. So there's a tremendous amount of um, unique materials which end up on the runway, which I think is the artistic element. Like we're always looking to see how materials can be used in an artistic way, in an unusual, kind of a surprising way. Like, um, like on this poster, we have a model wearing... What are those things called? The six-pack six pack holders. Yeah, six-pack holders. And it's been made into just this gorgeous skirt. Like, you just wouldn't believe it's shimmering and bouncing, as, you know, in the light and in the movement. And so this is a material that is considered trash, of course, but it's been fashioned by an artist into something which is now, it doesn't look like what it was originally meant to be. It's actually not... Um, you know, in the ocean at this moment, it's it's on a live person. Um, it's being used as a dress, so it has a functionality beyond what its first life was. And so th that's what we're always trying to do, is to take materials, use them in a creative way, and make them into something which is not only functional, but also beautiful and artistic and really spurs your imagination to think of like, how can I use materials in a creative way? How can I make something which, you know, I might put in the trash? How can I use it in another, give it another lifetime and also use it to make it beautiful? So you want to quickly, after you listen, 
get on two websites to see some of the visual prompting that we're talking about. Uh, Long Way Home has a website and you can see the bricks and the other materials that they've created sustainably using trash to then build their schools. It's amazing and it's beautiful work. And then hop over to rubbishtorunway.org to get a preview of what you'll be seeing in January 2020 on the runway. I'm going to break from Elizabeth for a moment to include Tia. I would love for Tia to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her work in Lynn um, at Lynn Arts. Thank you for having me. Um, it's it's exciting to actually be able to see you again. We're always so busy. We never get to touch base. <laughs> but yeah, we met with the, we had just transitioned to be the Creative Collective and it's been an amazing organization for connecting those creative entrepreneurs. So it's nice to see you. Um, I, my name's Tia Cole and I am from Lynn and I've been living this really passionate, artistic, uh, community organizing life lately downtown and we've um, been revitalizing our downtown gallery and that's kind of what we're talking about today with these rubbish to runway dresses are coming to Lynn and it's really exciting for mm-hmm. us. Um, and in Lynn uh, the actual physical space we're talking about is that 25 Exchange Street in Lynn. The uh, reception show and all of that will be January 17th, 2020. So just put that on your safety date. <laughs> well, yeah, it's called the um, the Lynn Arts Building. So we're going to be taking over pretty much the entire first floor of the building. So with, oh, it's going to be great with the two galleries and where you have a black box there that we're going to be activating. And it's really the uh, our organization galleries at Lynn Arts. We call them gala. Because we're fancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our really big goal has been to connect the different communities, make arts accessible to everybody. Um, we come from a mostly Latin community, um, our Latinx community. So this this rubbish to runway, um, I was introduced to it because I was actually a model last year for uh, Grace and Diggs, Linda Mullen. I had this amazing hat made of... Um, old light bulb cases and strips from the the chairs that were being refinished from the restaurant across from us and it was it was very sci-fi and I have some really great pictures of it. Linda Mullen does some great work and you know she's another woman that we had met in Salem through I mean Tia and, and she have a business together but you know I met them through that organization and I just thought You know, there's so many great creatives within Salem, within this creative North Shore community. I need to introduce them to Elizabeth Rose. They need to be part of Rubbish to Runway because there's so many connections here and there's a lot of great synergy. Yeah, and we had a blast doing it last year. I mean, Linda's always made um, all of her her hats out of... um, uh, found items. I think that's how, how the artists like to say it. Found items and wear into wearable art. <laughs> um, so it, it was a perfect fit for us then. And then seeing what um, Long Way Home does and the sustainability behind Rubbish Runway, it's a perfect fit for, for Gala now. So we were so excited when Elizabeth wanted to meet and see if we could activate our, our space with the Rubbish Runway show. And a little preview about that. Uh, Tia was describing to me kind of how they're outlying the the way it's going to go down. There's sort of a three-part, 
you know, there's going to be fiber arts, there's going to be the dresses and the designs maybe showcased in the form of the sketches that the artists utilize to create the final pieces. And then, of course, there's going to be the activation of that black box space where there'll be a mini runway show. So um, not as robust as this show we had in the spring, but still a lot of great looks and sort of a closer feel you'll be able to see and Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we're really excited about is just the intimacy of the setting. Uh, Because one of the things which about our art is that the materials are amazing. They come out onto the runway. You have the, the, the glam and the glitter of the lights and of the music behind every walk. Uh, but to also be able to go up and to touch and to really inspect how the artist made that, you know, how did that artist, some one artist collected, you know, 4,000 bread ties one year and placed <laughs> them meticulously onto a beautiful flowing long dress. And so, you know, but to go up and to see that what you see from a distance is just something, a pattern of green and white that's reflecting off the lights, but then to go up and to actually see that, that those scallops are actually made of plastic bread ties it's just it's just an, a wow moment i think it's such an awareness about how common things that end up getting put into the rubbish could indeed become something right. else something artistic but projecting back onto long way home in the case of what's going on in guatemala those found trash they don't just become treasures artistically, they become the cornerstone of a way of life exactly. for these right. uh, people to be educated and to have buildings and um, space. Oh, she's showing me a little prop here. What's that? So I have here, I wish you could all see it. I'll try because I don't wear on radio. We'll, we'll do um, some photos. We'll do some description, but this is a bag that I actually got um, in uh, just in an alley way, literally in mm. Aguas Caliente in in Guatemala. Um, it cost me probably $2, but it's woven. It's a woven bag. It's got a brown background, but woven into the structure of the bag are candy wrappers. Are, That's what those are. Yes. So this looks fabulous. It just looks fabulous. We'll post a photo for yes. sure. And um, mm. I'm telling you, like, this is probably my my least expensive piece of apparel, but it gets more comments than anything I've ever owned. <laughs> Everywhere I go, everybody. And so it has, I don't know, you can hear the sound yeah, of it. It has texture. texture. It's it got has, color. It's it has got color. It's got light. It's just, and it's literally made from candy wrappers that probably the woman who wove it picked up off of the street. Um, so that's an example, again, of being able to um, vision uh, rubbish into something which is not only useful but also artistic and um, at our school all of our buildings are made out of earth pack tires in trash-filled bottles um, which are which we call eco bricks um, and then they're fashioned into into buildings which look kind of like smurf houses or something you know or hobbit homes um, they're very very small and then the final piece is that local artisans come and they use the cob the material that goes on the outside and they sculpt pictures of monkeys and pictures of snakes and pictures of lizards onto the exterior of the building and then the bottles which are multicolored let the light in in a different way and so it's basically made from trash which is retrieved from dumps and from streets um and it, but it's made into a beautiful thing and within that environment children are invited to uh to learn 
which is a it's a beautiful place to learn. Please look at the website Long Way Home. The buildings and the structures that Elizabeth's describing are photographed there and you can see people actually moving within those structures and learning and living and it's it's really a moving experience. I just want to quickly tie this back to sort of, you know, why I'm really passionate about this. When I work with my clients, I'm trying very, very hard to get them to think about how to use the secondary market as a way of dressing. And when I say that, I mean, um, you can do high-end consignment stores, you can do thrifting, you can do clothing swaps among your friends, you can buy from artists who are producing clothes, very small batch, slow fashion right here in the U.S. So this really ties into my main mission of why I started my um, coaching, my consulting, is to really help um, people learn about how they can dress sustainably and still fashionable and still have fun with it and it becomes an art form but lisa you also do the other thing that we're talking about which is that you combine things that are in unexpected ways so when you go into somebody's closet you're not just taking out oh that black skirt and that black top those are always going together you're taking something which is from the end of the closet which has never met the other end of the closet and you're putting them together in these ways that are unique and it's it's exactly the same process of taking things which, you know, unexpected friends kind of meeting. I love how she described that. Uh, Elizabeth great. Rose has been a client of mine as well. <laughs> so she's actually experienced <laughs> this in her I very own this. closet. <laughs> and we had so much fun doing it. I, I often forget that that is like sort of my secret sauce. Yes. Uh, you know, I can make all brand new outfits with what you already right, own right. in ways that you haven't put them together. Right. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> of my secret weapon. Um, I just want Tia to talk a little bit more about her vision for the show, the fiber art piece. You know, just tell us a little bit more. Get us excited about oh, buying the tickets. Yes, of course. So Everybody buy your tickets. Everyone buy tickets. Um, the tickets um, for the runway show are, um, they're only $25 a piece, but we also have the VIP tables, which are going to be actually on the runway. So when Elizabeth talks about being able to see these these dresses up close, you have the models are going to be coming right by your table. So you can sip your champagne and, <laughs> and see those dresses nice and close. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest grabbing at the model. <laughs> but in our mission um, uh, gala of making arts accessible to all are two galleries that are going to have the fiber arts show and um, some of the uh, other dresses that aren't being worn and sketches from some of the designers in our small gallery. That's all going to be free and open to the public. Free and Always open free. to the public. And there's free wine. I love this. <laughs> so there's no excuse for non-participation because um, Lynn Arts is making this uh, a mission. Let's get people in. Let's bring the public into shows that they might not be able to access uh, if they had to pay for pricey tickets. It's, yeah, it's always been important. I mean, to to have culture available to everybody. Uh, you know, if it's going to an art show, 
I never got to go to any of those as a kid, so it's really exciting to be able to see it here. Um, but the the main gallery is going to be, and again, the main gallery is free. This is going to be fiber art, so there'll be textiles. We actually have this amazing family, um, the good ones that they'll, they've um, submitted needlepoint, like this really awesome oh, feminist-inspired needlepoint, and I'm hoping that they're going to submit again. Um, have and you seen that project that's going on on the internet called the Tiny pricks project <laughs> so <laughs> you know little tiny um embroidery of uh some certain person who shall remain nameless oh. his most <laughs> absurd um yeah yeah go 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 find that because that it's right up our alley yeah <laughs> But we've also, and I'm going to, I'm going to put a shout out to her here so that she has to submit, but um, <laughs> Miranda from the Hearst community. We love Miranda. <laughs> she has this awesome fabric show. So I'm hoping that we can convince her as soon as her show comes Miranda, down. Miranda, <laughs> if you're listening from the Aubergine house this morning, <laughs> please call us. Um, we'd love to see some of her artwork come in because I don't think we've been able to feature her in Lean yet. She's been just so on the go. Yeah, she's, but she's been good. everywhere. She's a fabulous she's woman. got a great fiber yeah. arts thing going on though um and plenty of our members our arts association our membership is is very robust and has a lot of great creative minds that are all very excited we even have some board members that actually went to school for fashion design so so they're getting excited so yeah everyone's okay. getting excited um and, and we have, um, sorry, our business partners in the community that are going to come out. So we have a local makeup artist slash um, cosmetics seller in Lynn called Slaying Glam. She's going to come and you can um, have eyelashes put on. And then once you are all dolled up, pop over to a photo booth, which mm -hmm. Elizabeth right. is going to have designed. Who's right. your designer for Katie that? Katie Brayton. She's oh, a, she's fabulous. Uh, yeah, she's a... Um, I think she's from Salem. Oh, she is from Salem. from Salem. Yes, she is. Children's illustrator and artist herself. She loves to do recycled material kinds of clothing. That's one thing that she does. But the other thing that she does is just she's created what we call a vignette, which has fabulous um, tops of models. I mean, what are those called? Uh, mannequin heads that she's she's brought a lot of recycled materials to create the mannequin heads that's part of the scene and then there's three dress forms with um past rubbish yeah that that uh, was dresses on. at the right. last show right. but right. there was so much going on i right. think people some people saw it but didn't really see it so this right. is going to be a place where they can actually see that work right that and they did. can you can actually the idea is like it's one of those things where like you have you know like you put your face through the <laughs> the wooden thing and then you take a picture but you actually the person can stand behind one of these dresses and have their picture taken it's a little interactive photo yeah, booth, little interactive <laughs> photo booth. Thank I, you. I just want to touch on something that Tia said because it, it is it it strikes me personally um as tia had explained when she was young she didn't have the opportunity to to do a lot of this nor did i so i'm always very um sensitive to points of accessibility and that's one of the things i had hoped my style coaching would bring to women is everyone can have style coaching you don't have to be um a fashion model a TV anchor, a CEO of a company, every woman should have access to being fully self-expressed with their wardrobe, no matter what their budget is, 
no matter what their situation is. So I like to say that I'm the um, stylist for all, <laughs> for all women. I love that. You know, just getting, <laughs> getting style and, and, and for and every woman to every, every woman. Yeah. So, wow. What else can we say? There's so much that this is going to be fun and dynamic and inspiring. So I, w- I just want to say one other thing so people can really get a visual mm-hmm. of what the um, what the style show is like. We're not the typical style show where you hear this music behind as every model comes out and mm-hmm. spends 20 seconds. Every walk is its own creation and has its own choreography, which is related to the music, which is related to the style that's being, um, that's being walked. So it's kind of like, we're going to have 22 different dresses out there or 22 different outfits. And every single one will be like its own narrative um so so every time it's kind of like it's 22 different conversations that are Mm -hmm. happening one after another and um so the artists and the models all pick their own music and the music will be known to some and some of it's more obscure but the music will go with the walk it will go with the colors and the textures and the feel of the uh, dress that has been created yeah it's like 22 small stories yes yes there's a um there's an element of theater to all of it right so it's it's fashion it's art it's theater right it's music it's right. it's oh. a little and bit dance. of everything and we're and going to wait. have members There's from the, <laughs> from the Salem Shimmy Mob. Um, and the Shimmy Mob um, raises money for, um, I believe it's the Harbor Corporation or Harbor Projects, or um, that money goes towards um, women who have suffered domestic abuse. Um, so their, their belly dance group, their Shimmy Mob is going to come and they're going to kind of kick us off. So it's not only going to be those 22 special, unique walks, but we're also going to have an amazing little dance performance before. <laughs> I love it. I'm looking at some notes here that you pulled together, Tia. Read me some of those statistics. <laughs> She's like really sharp. Oh, well, this I, is, I'm going to give all this to Elizabeth. Statistics. So <laughs> Elizabeth has here, um, the EPA estimated that the generation of textiles in 2017 was 16.9 million tons. This figure represents 6.3% of total municipal solid waste generated each year. We go through a lot of clothing. Yeah, that's... You know, one of my things, and I don't want to ever make anyone feel bad, I'm not here to guilt people, but the idea of fast fashion and buying things um, anytime the spirit moves you at these price points that are so ridiculous, someone in the world is suffering to bring you a $5 sweater. So just raising the level of awareness that people might have around that is is another one of my sort of missions and the recycling rate is like 2.5 percent for textiles it's not something once you have that sweater and it's got the pole in it or that hole that develops when you get a five dollar sweater that's going in the trash and that's it Mm -hmm. right we need to better educate people on how they can um well, reduce, but also when they have it in their possession, how can it be recycled? How can it be repurposed? I think that this show gives people such a insight into what is possible with materials. So we're not going to all be sewing our own clothes, but if you have an old sweater, can you make it into a pillow? 
um, can you patch quilt? I don't know. There's lots. So of- we did this. We offered this class um, at, at uh, in Newburyport this last year. Oh yeah, tell us about that. I never got to one of yeah. them, but it, they so, sounded great. And we did. Um, it was basically like a sewing bee, and we and nine women signed up for it. And they and every week we did a different. Um, article of clothing like one week we did jackets and one week we did sweaters and one week we did um, shoes and what we did was we brought our old sweaters we brought our own our old jackets and we um, we took them apart we deconstructed them and then we added pieces to them and I I made this which I should have worn today Mm -hmm. I made this fabulous jacket which I wear now all the time Um, I turned it inside out and I took another shirt which had a pocket on it and I put the pocket onto the jacket and then I took I removed the sleeves and I took some old material from not old material but from um like uh that you'd upholstery material Mm. which which Mm -hmm. picked up the colors um and I made new big cuffs onto the jacket and then I put on like seven new buttons which I took out of my my old my mother's old sewing uh, oh, kit and the, and the result is just great every time I wear it I get so many compliments so you'll be wearing so that maybe on the I evening of the event it. I might be wearing it if I could get something great to go are you holding those classes again anytime we're not holding them right now but we we plan to I mean it was really successful so and so we we went to a place that has a maker space in Newburyport called Tinker House oh, and they yeah, have, that's wonderful and they have five sewing machines mm-hmm. there and so everybody f- you know could have their own sewing machine and take the or they could sew by hand or whatever it was really a great great. it was really great and then the conversation going gets going (laughs) and then you also have all these great women around to say no don't use that color you know (laughs) take something from this bin right you know and (laughs) we're gonna have to get you we have a repair cafe in lynn at at our makerspace the brickyard they just had their saturday but they do it once a month i'm gonna have to now ladies out there (laughs) I, i don't want you to be daunted if if crafting and making your own isn't you know your your jam i am sitting here and you can't see me obviously we're gonna have to post pictures again i'm wearing a um, dress that's made by a local designer in manchester by the sea so when i made my choice to buy something new i wanted to buy it from someone who cuts sews and designs in a studio right here Mm -hmm. on the north shore Mm -hmm. her name is uh, palvinia her company is called Primlov. So I'll post those details. So there's ways to buy things. If you're not a maker, if you're not moved in that direction, you can still buy things that are made by somebody else. Yeah. Still again, versus going, you know, into fast fashion or the mall. And I have a little shrug on that was hand knit by someone in Salem and sold at Gula Gula. It was so funny. I, I think she it. works there. And <laughs> so there's ways to buy handmade product, use handmade product. If, if you're not a person who's making your own things, there's still ways to support that movement. So I just think we need to be more conscious. Have you ever... Um, His eyes are sparkling. <laughs> have you ever found something and like worn it in a way that like it wasn't necessarily supposed to be worn? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's like my favorite way to do things. <laughs> I always, I'm like, oh, that doesn't really work with me as a shawl, but watch but this watch when I turn it into a skirt do. or. Like. I think, you know, Tia's is hitting on that creative element. Um, I know that a, a lot of the women I work with, you know, they don't 
often think like that or they don't have time or they're too busy. And so bringing me into their closet and, and doing some fun things like what Tia is suggesting, I, I say, well, okay, it doesn't work this way. Let's try it that way. <laughs> let's add, you know, a scarf to it. Let's, let's use it in a different way. I think that's a fun, creative thing. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is when you go to a um, recycle shop, you know, where the, where the cost of the actual clothing is less expensive, mm-hmm. you can, um, like the, like the jacket that I used, it wasn't expensive to begin with. So it didn't kill me to take a pair of scissors and cut and off cutting the, it. Oh, no. <laughs> cut the sleeves, you know, it was $12. So, um, you know, and then, and so it liberated me yes. to be able to, okay, I'm just going to cut that. If it doesn't work, I, you know, this isn't a hundred dollar investment. Right. I can, this you is can just, play. This you is can just my play. time. And, um, and so when I go into recycle shops now, I look at things all together because you have like, this is like your palette almost. Yes. Yeah. And you can take stuff from the men's aisle. You mm-hmm. can take stuff mm-hmm. from the, you can look at um, shawls as parts of dresses. You know, you can, there's so many, just look at it as like, okay, these are my paints that are available. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to put them all together onto this palette, which is a new outfit. So. Yeah. You're suddenly in a space that um, you're not afraid to create right. something because right. it's not, you're not cutting a thousand dollar bank and it pulls all those things together that is so important to most most people nowadays is the sustainability the cost because things are expensive nowadays Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then the creativity Creativity. so that's what we appreciate rubbish to runway the (laughs) show itself i feel like not only is it for a great cause and such but it it inspires you as an individual to say can i make something Mm mm-hmm um, exactly. So, so the excuse of, well, I can't afford that exactly. becomes like it floats away. Right. Or can I make something which like, okay, so my husband is a past artist and um, he's also a retired physician. So in his work as an emergency physician, he was constantly bombarded with the amount of waste which happens mm. in hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got really intrigued by whenever... Um, a, a, you know, a, a nurse or a PA would give um, a shot or something. They come in these little vials, and on the top of the vials are little plastic tops, which look like Twinkies. Is it Twinkies? No. It's, um, tiddlywinks? Tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks, that's mm-hmm. right. Twinkies are something you eat. Um, <laughs> that look like tiddlywinks. And um, so he collect. He started collecting them. He collected them for like a year and a half or something. They had millions of them. And then he made a beautiful vest. vest. Out I remember of the, the vest. Which yes. was um, is basically a rainbow. Mm-hmm. He did a rainbow design. He was able to put them all together into this rainbow design and his glue gun, which he finally... <laughs> Are you bringing that to Lynn so people can yeah. see it? Yeah. Excellent. You know, we actually, if there's listeners out there that do stuff like this or are inspired by that, there is an open call for art. Oh, tell us about so that. So if yeah. you do, maybe you aren't in the runway show with uh, because you were in the previous Rubbish Runway shows, but you have some of that upcycled, wearable art that you'd like to submit, there is an open call for art that you can find on galleries at linarts.com right under our call for art section. And um, those those will be added into that small gallery or curated into the Fiber Arts show. So if there is that that awesome patchwork jacket that you're like, oh, I just want to show this off. That might be something that can, yeah, it's a way to get it out there. there. 
All right, let me give you the final uh, bits of information and we'll post in the script notes also, but it's um, it's Rubbish to Runway being presented by the galleries at Lenart's Gala and it's um, all to help Long Way Home. The event date will be January 17th, obviously 2020. Reception will begin at 5.30, the show at 7. Um, tickets are at uh, rubbishtorunway.org. Um, our VIP ticket is $50, and it includes champagne and the ability to mix and mingle with the designers and models and talk about their process after the show. Um, I hope to see everybody there. And our $25 tickets are going to be in these really cool stadium seating right in this really intimate setting of the back box. And those are $25. Um, tickets are at uh, rubbishtorunway.org. And that's rubbish, T-O. It's R-U-B-B-I-S-H-T-O-R-U-N-W-A-Y dot org. Excellent. And Longway Homes um, website is www.lwhome.org. And if you can't find any of that, because that's a lot of typing, yes. find all of us on Facebook. Yes. Because <laughs> yep. there's always going to be a link or a ticket We're link all, right there for uh, you. <laughs> all three of us are on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram as Instagram is as well. So there's plenty of ways to reach out. And by all means, give us some feedback about um, the show and join us for Rubbish to Runway. This was really great. I'm so Thank glad. You Thank you so us. much, Lisa. I'm so glad yeah, I introduced everyone. It's my Yay. first podcast. It is? Yes. Gia Cole. <laughs> Thank um, you. And just shout out to our producer today, Jay Foss. We love him. If it wasn't for Jay, I wouldn't be here. Thanks, <laughs> Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> To find out more about Lisa's sustainable style, check out lasswardrobe.com.